The following program, the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Accident Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255-368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Accident Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickert. Well, good morning and welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian, the older person. Uh, I'm the majority owner of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors, along with son David, who's our Chief Client Experience Officer and Senior Loan Consultant. If you've got a question or comment, you can call or text us on the old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620, old National Bank, get old. You can also grab a podcast of today's show anywhere you normally would get your podcast. So uh, we were talking with Libby uh, before the show began about, hey, you know, we're off to a pretty good start given all the facts and circumstances for January of 2023. And let's just remind folks, uh, and as you were just reminding me, David, if you are a uh, two-person household, if you're a two-person household, mm-hmm. um, you can get a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage with no points and as little as 3% down at a rate of 5.5% under our super special 30 year fixed rate program. Yeah. And if you had top notch credit, uh, the APR and that would be 5.75. You got a comment on that? Well, there, I was gonna, what I was gonna say was if your household income, if you're like two people, you can make up to $94,000, just a schnibble above $94,000 for the super special program that you were saying. Okay. But if you're a, if you're a three person household in most of Southeastern Wisconsin, you can make up to, so you know, mom, dad plus junior, uh, you can have a household income of $108,000. That's a lot of income. And get that super special program at 5.5% that you just yes. on a 30 And then even, fixed. all right, so let's say you're fortunate enough that you make more than that $127,000. Yeah. Uh, the rate that you could get uh, with 20% down is 5.99 with an APR of 6.11 because you'd be paying 1% of the loan balance up front. And by the way, I came up with that. That's a $300,000 purchase price. Uh, is the median purchase price, right. uh, at least for 2022. Uh, and then if you're putting 10% down, uh, same rate, 5.99, APR 6.33, because you'd be paying for private mortgage insurance. And you can also get 599 um, at 5% down. The uh, mortgage insurance is just a little bit more expensive, so that APR would be 6.49. So the message that we want everybody to hear loud and clear is, Rates aren't at seven or seven and a half. They've kind of come down nicely. Yeah. We're getting a string of nice inflation reports. We just got another one last week that showed inflation um, at the consumer level. If you're just looking at core goods, it was air quotes only five percent. Yeah, that's way better than where it was. It's seven. You got a, you got something to say? There? I was just gonna mm-hmm. say uh, super nerd moment on inflation. It is entirely possible that inflation is actually a lot better than it is when you look at measurements that you just said that have to impute a an inflation number, a guess, which is impute is a nice way of saying guessing rather than exactly measuring inflation. To your point, as all readings uh, continue to trickle in that inflation has that we have beat inflation back with a stick, interest rates have come back and come down. 
Yeah, more rapidly than you would think because the markets are always ahead of reality, I'm going to say. Right. Hey, one reality, just to mention, you, everybody's going to hear a news report next, what, Wednesday? That says the Federal Reserve raised rates again. The rates. Yeah, yeah they've only, they're only raising one rate, and the only consumer rate that that will affect is the prime rate. Uh, it's widely expected the Fed is going to increase their Fed funds rate by one quarter of 1%. And when they do that, that will put the prime rate used as the benchmark for things like credit cards and, oh, home equity lines of credit yeah. will have now risen to 7.75%. Pretty high. Um, okay, so let's now turn the page and say, so how is all this impacting the real world? And I had the pleasure of talking to a repeat client who uh, out of Chicago that we, we helped him. Remember, Acunet not only lends in Wisconsin, but also Illinois, Minnesota, and Florida. And so these uh, Chicagoans, uh, we helped them buy their first condo back in 2018. And uh, now the, the call was, or started out with an email, hey, we're thinking about buying a single family home now. Because, you know, their daughters, now six, they didn't have any children when they, well, did they? Mm, yeah, I guess they did have their daughter when they bought the condo. But, um, Hey, now we're looking at single family homes. We saw some and we were surprised at what we could buy in Chicago for $650,000. Can you help us figure out, um, you know, what that means? You know, could we swing that? Right. And, and so the short answer to that, we had a nice phone conversation where they were looking at my screen, just like you do with all of your oh, yeah. um, clients so that it's not just blah, blah, blahing about the numbers. We're actually looking at them in a comparative situation. And let's just start out with this. Their current principal interest taxes and insurance and HOA on their condo is uh, $1,900. Uh, nineteen fifty, let's say, not one thousand nine hundred fifty dollars, okay. and that's because we refinanced them in twenty twenty one down to a thirty year fixed rate of two point nine nine, and helped them pull some cash out so they could do some serious remodeling on their condo. Okay, all right. Uh, by the way, they think their condo is worth about four twenty five. They say, yeah, if we were to sell it today, four twenty five. So they're they're trying to think about can we go from four hundred twenty five thousand dollars up to six fifty and go from condo to single family detached. Well, after a, a quick conversation, all of a sudden I'm like, well, you know, under this scenario, uh, your new payment would be $4,250. Double, more than more double. More than double, more than double. And, and so that gives normal human beings pause. Yeah, yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> but. But I yes. want to tell you the next chapter in that story when we come back. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Maybe we should do an all Doobie Brothers, you know, comeback for the rest of the show. Isaac, if you want to tee that up. Um, I'm David. That's Brian over there, there at uh, hosting the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. Dad, you're telling the story of these move-up buyers. Uh, they want more house, uh, and yeah. they're down in the Chicago area. And I and I went and I looked in our system, and the story from what you said, it's even it's even better. It's like you were teeing this up for me because they bought this house in 2016, and you said they have a six-year-old six daughter. Year old. 
Right. Wait, so you're telling me that they bought this place in 2016 and then suddenly they have a kid, that kid needs more space, and it's like, we want a bigger house with a yard. And it's not that they don't care what interest rates are. It's just that their life is is taking them to this next chapter. Music to my ears about why people buy houses. That's right. That's right. It's not interest rate driven. It's, it's you know life driven. And and so we had this conversation, and they were really appreciative because you know part of this conversation was also, well, you know, they don't have that much money saved outside of retirement. They have a really nice amount of money saved oh. in retirement, and they both work for. Um, education-oriented uh, entities, okay, and so they are technically 403, what is it, C? 403B. B uh, 403B instead of your 401K, but it's the same thing. And so one of the conversations, you know, that comes up with move-up buyers is, well, you know, in your mind, are you thinking that you're going to be writing this next offer contingent on the sale of your condo? Yeah. Uh, otherwise, we got to find some money for you to use for the down payment, yeah. Well, super important is, does their income, and this actually goes to a story we'll also tell later in the show, does their income allow them to have both mortgages at the same time? Could they buy the next place not yet having to sell the old house? The answer is yes, by the hair of their chinny chin chin. Okay. It would be tight. And, and so the- Tight on paper. Tight on paper for a limited amount of time. Yeah. So, you know, I said to them, you need to talk with your real estate agent about whether or not in the Chicago housing market right now in the 650 price range or 550 to 650, what are the chances of you being able to get an offer accepted contingent on the sale of your condo? Right. Because frankly, I'm just not that in tune with the Chicago, you know, with that slice of the Chicago real estate market. So yeah. go talk to them about that. My other, um, first level of advice was, hey, contact your uh, employer's HR department and see if there is a loan provision in your 403C program, the retirement account. B. B is in board. Oh, sorry. 403B. 403B. And see if you can take a loan, um, Scott. And, 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 you know, the chances are the maximum loan you could take is 50, right? Each. We, each. So, I mean, well, like maybe but, they could... Yeah, she's she in her situation. She has some old 403Bs because she just recently switched uh, jobs, and so I said, you know what you could do uh, is you could transfer that that retirement money into your own IRA personal account. Yes, yeah, yep. yeah, personal account. And then there's this interesting rule where you can take money out of an IRA, which normally causes you to pay tax and penalty, uh, but if you put it back in within 60 days then it's like no mas. And and as always, we are not professional or licensed tax advisors, but we read the IRS yeah. code. Please consult with your tax attorney or consultant. Thank you. So so um, so then so that was, you know, like phase one was all right, we kind of figured out that you could, you know, buy without selling, but maybe you don't really want to. Uh, 
And then, you know, secondly, um, you know, this is what your payment would look like if we were able to extract some equity and give you a little bigger down payment, 4,250 bucks, which is like $2,200, $2,300 more than what they're paying now. And on this show, over and over again, you've heard us do comparisons, right? Of all yeah. kinds of things, comparisons of this, you know, last month's sales to a year ago. Well, what about comparing it to two years ago? So in this case, of course, natural human nature is for them to compare this new giant payment to their existing payment, right? It's right. the closest point of right. reference. And so what I did this morning, because I wanted to respond to them and I thought it'd be a good topic for the show, is I wanted to reframe that and say, you know what, back in 2016 when you bought, how much money did you have left over after making your condo payment? Yeah. And let's compare that to how much money you'd have left over buying this new place and having a much larger payment. All right. We're sure. going to cover that. We're going to tell you the secret, the surprise. When we come back, you're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM 620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. Who knows how old that song is, but I know I was playing it in uh, middle school in my first band, Equinox. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. China Grove. All right. That was China Grove, right, David? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So we're talking about this uh, move up uh, couple in Chicago. And so here, here's the reframing that I put in an email to them, which may not hold any water because this isn't about facts, right? It's about feelings when it yeah. comes to most things to do with money. But back in 2016, when they first purchased their condo financed by Acunet, they had gross monthly income combined of about $9,600 a month. And uh, their total payment, including the homeowners association on the condo and the whole schmear was about 1,960 bucks. So they had leftover income this is actually a thing in some mortgage programs, mainly veterans administrations, VA loans. It's called residual income. And it's kind of a pretty darn fine concept of what do you have left over mm -hmm. after you make your house payment? And the answer was, let's call it $7,700. Now, this is on a pre-tax basis, so it's just it's a number. Still, yeah. Well, what do you suppose has changed since 2016? In addition to this <laughs> proposed payment going way up, what else has changed? I bet they make more money in 2023 than they made in 2016. Yes, sir. Instead of $9,700 a month, they're now making 15500 combined. Okay. Wow. So then if we subtract the proposed new way too big sounding mortgage payment of 4250 bucks a month, mm -hmm. Instead of having $7,700 of leftover or residual income, they now have $11,200. That's $3,500 more of leftover income yeah. after making this gargantuan size uh, uh, sounding a mortgage payment. Yeah. So, you know, I, the other thing I put in this email was, you know, the other thing, the other way to go at this is to say, Hey, what payment are you comfortable with? Sure. You know, and if come, the answer come at it from reverse yeah, almost. Yeah. Correct. Correct. If you say 3500, well, we can back into using, well, 
you know, how much down payment are you going to be able to pull together at what point in time? And we also went through the exercise of, hey, let's say we are able to get a $50,000 403B retirement loan. Yeah. Uh, you, you've got this extra equity in your house that we aren't unlocking. Um, they're, they think they can sell for like four twenty-five. Let's say after expenses, that's four hundred. They owe about two seventy. You know, so they have like a hundred and thirty-ish grand of equity. What we can do and often do at Acunet is, if you are buying before selling and then you sell, we can help you do a principal reduction and reamortize that payment without refinancing. However, go ahead, David. Uh, well, okay. I was, I was, I was, look, I was looking at you. I was like, are you, if it was us. Be like, how's about you take the hundred thirty thousand dollars that you just described in proceeds, and you just look at it, you know, you just stick it in your checking account. Well, because their income, you just said their income can swing it, can support it, yeah. And uh, but if there's a month that you know their six year old is extra expensive that month, they have this other pile of money that they could use to supplement until such time as they get comfortable that their budget really is okay. They could use that money to just, you know, their proceeds, uh, which, you know, savings account to supplement that payment for a long time, too. I mean, you know, $1,000 a month, that's uh, over 10 years you could do that if you needed the extra support. The, uh, you mentioned this while we were uh, on uh, commercial break. <laughs> you know, if, if people think, well, I can do this online myself. No, you just don't know everything that you need to know. No. And so we are, we love what we do and we think we're pretty darn good at it. Let us help you figure out the path. If you're a move up home buyer, we are really good at helping you figure out the path from A to B because yeah. there are more ways to do that than you might think. And, and there are sometimes more obstacles. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, now uh, fed with facts. Oh, just by the way, uh, the difference between having the rate at 5.99, which is mm -hmm. what's getting us to this $4,250-ish uh, payment, if rates were to drop to 4.99, a full percentage point, it only makes the monthly payment go down by uh, $336. So it's not like the rate coming down by a you know a full point yeah. is going to knock off a thousand bucks it's still it's still going to be a pretty big number all right when we come back we've got you've got a good story of a move up buyer that we're mm -hmm. going to share but right now it's time to hand it back to wyatt barmore pooley in the 24-hour newsroom don't break the bank to get into a house back to the acunet mortgage and realty show with brian wickert on wtmj Welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David Wickert. That's Brian Wickert over there. I'm sure mom is digging this comeback music here oh, this yeah. Sunday. Listening. And all of our boomer listeners. <laughs> uh, if you have a question or a comment, you can always call or text us on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, which is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. Dad, you were describing a move-up buyer in the first part of the show. And you know what I thought of? Because you said... Hard to do by yourself when you got that many moving parts. I, oh, I yeah. thought to myself, if you uh, uh, if your story requires more than one segment on the Acunet Mortgage and Realty <laughs> Show, yeah. you cannot do this on your smartphone by yourself. No, that that is one way to measure. Call the mortgage doctors. You can't just look up the symptoms online by yourself. 
So I had a client, uh, a past, again, another past customer. Well, we have those. You why know, we've people been come back because we do a good job, David? 24 years. Yeah, come yeah. on. So uh, we had helped them buy their house in 2018. Lo and behold, uh, a guy gets married. They want to buy a, a house out in the suburbs, bigger house. We can help make that happen. But whereas your clients uh, had the income where the sale of their old home they could swing both mortgages. You know, yeah. at the time that they're buying the next house, they could still have the old house and the payment, and we could get it done for them. Their financial blood pressure, debt to income ratio, yep. their income could swing both. Yes. So for my client, though, having the two mortgages makes great money. It's just having two those two mortgages at the same time not possible okay all right and and so they would need to go out into the competitive southeastern wisconsin market and have to write a home sale contingent offer which is not you know maybe so i'll pose it to you has that la this time last year that was an absolute no-go that's right I, you know and i think it it can happen it's not, sure. you know, still in our uh, hierarchy of how do you make your offer irresistible? Right. That one is not one that you want to have in there. You, you, no. you do not, as a seller, you don't want to say, great, you'll buy my house as soon as you get done selling yours. Oh, boy. That sounds like I'm, I've just lost a lot of certainty about this transaction. But what happened in, in, in your person's case? Well, so what they ended up doing is they found a home that had just actually been withdrawn. Uh, on the multiple listing service and I think they approached these sellers who clearly hadn't gotten you know an offer and, and I looked that up by the way they, they had been on the market for 60 days without an offer okay well so and as always it's circumstantial right it's these people they would take any offer because they went two months with with no offers as far as we can see maybe as they got an offer and rejected it but but yeah they, they didn't get one that they accepted and so uh, so my clients got their offer accepted, contingent on the sale of their home. But wait, there's more. What? So my client must be a listener every Sunday morning to the Acuna Mortgage and Realty Show because he says to me, he's like, David, look, I have, because we not only helped him buy the house, we then helped him refinance. And he's got a, let's call it, 3% rate on this soon-to-be old house. And he says to me, he's like, it's kind of really hard for me to give up the 3%. I want right. to buy the next house. But is there any way where I could keep the old home but sign a lease, turn it into an investment? Oh, property? get a rental. Exactly. Because, you know, his cost of acquisition or the cost of his borrowed funds on that is so low. He's like, I can rent this out for so much more than what my monthly payment is. You know, can you oh. do the math for me? What would I need to rent this out for in order to, let's say, extinguish the payment? The pay, yeah, to make the pain of the payment, yeah, to be able to get approved for the new house. So wait a minute, David. Are you saying that we can take a freshly signed lease and use that to offset somebody's departing residence mortgage payment? Let me tell you the rest of the story when we come back from this break. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ.
important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And also the younger, taller, more handsome David Wickert. And uh, so, David, you're telling us a story here about a move-up buyer and uh, that that couldn't actually qualify uh, to carry both his old mortgage and new mortgage. So he ended up getting his offer accepted contingent on the sale of his home. However, then you were just leading us down this road of, well, maybe I don't really want to give up my 3% 30-year fixed rate. Maybe I can rent this out and retain the home. And I just asked you the question before the break. You mean that if we have a freshly signed lease on that what's called departing residence Mm -hmm. and we're turning it from a primary residence into a rental property, we can count that income? Yes. The quick answer is yes. And so the, the, the whole reason that we would have, you know, in a, let's call a more normal circumstance, you have to sell your house. It is the extinguishment. Is that a word? Uh, of, we'll go with it. Of the old. So let's say his old payment was $2,000 a month. Yeah. It, we need that payment to go away because right. it makes your financial blood pressure too high. Right. But with a new lease on the old house, let's say he could lease it for $3,000 a month. What did he think he could get for this house, by the way? I think did he, he say? thought all the way up, maybe up to three a month. Oof. Okay. And, and so what the, hey, look, new income. That 3000 in new income offsets, we'll say, the payment but on I, the I, old house. On the old house. So, But I have a question. So he didn't need the equity that he had in the old house? He had enough savings to? Correct. Which okay. was a blessing in this case, that he had sufficient funds. You know, unlike your folks in the first part of the show, they could benefit from or might need the equity in their house, you know, for their next yeah, place. I think they will. For so but for my buyer, they had other savings, you know, at their bank or credit union that they could use for the down payment. So what we did, you know, I get asked the question, it's like, hey, can I, you know, lease out my old place? Okay, what I had them do, give me the lease contract that you want Would to you? use okay. unsigned don't you know because don't go out and hunt for a tenant yet give me that we submit that to underwriting because it's it's not just the lease it's also the words in the lease yeah, agreement right, that right. i want a sign off underwriting comes back and says that looks good send us a signed copy of the and, lease at that amount and we're good with the words and you can use that to offset okay the old house does the lease so that, have to be like for one year Probably. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So at least a year you can't so, do it for so a month. Right. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. I had to rent it out for a month. Yeah. We want it, we want it to be for a year. Do you still have to collect the, uh, at one point in the past, we also had to collect or show that the owner of that soon to be rental property had collected a um, deposit. deposit. Not in this circumstance, but that okay. I think uh, my favorite phrase, underwriter discretion. I oh, bet yeah. that could be discretion. a possibility. So in the middle of the week here, I present to my client, you can get this done one of two ways now. You can either go forward and sell your house, mm-hmm. which is how you wrote your contract, or your choice. You could also do this lease idea to uh, lease out your old house, your choice. So that, let's say that was Tuesday or Wednesday. By Friday, uh, they had decided that they were going to list their house for sale still. Because oh, okay. I think in their mind it was the bunch of equity that they have in the house 
and the money they're going to get from that sale was more worth it to them than, than uh, the than the cash flow on sure. you know the if they turned it into a rental. Which sure, sure, sure. I and then I and then you got to be a then you got to be a landlord, which isn't everybody's dream, you know, job. Some people love it. I have done it and don't like it. Right. So, so I speed would if be, you do. Yeah, I'd I'd be in that uh, liquidation camp as well. Yeah. All right, so so it turns out, you know, we like to give people choices. That's a good thing. We're here to, you know, find multiple different ways if we can to say yes. Sometimes there's only one way to say yes, but in this case, we had a couple of ways. Yeah. Um, I, I want to talk about a scenario because all the details matter. And in this, I, literally, this was in my inbox of my email uh, when I logged in to start working on the show content for today. And the email was from a, a person who was uh, recommended by their financial advisor uh, at Maddox Wealth Management, which is nice. We know those guys. Yeah. yeah. And he said, uh, hey, my wife and I are looking to purchase a ranch home. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And you know, kind of between six hundred and eight hundred thousand dollars, and then we want to remodel that, and we have cash saved up, cash savings that we want to use to then remodel this to be found ranch home, mm -hmm. and still continue to live in our existing primary residence, and then you know we're not going to move in, uh, you know, until after that remodeling is done, because it's going to be major remodeling that they have in mind. When we come back, um, I'll tell you why uh, I'm scratching my head a little bit on that. You're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. I'm going to guess that this came out in 1972, which would make it 50 years old. 74. Okay, 74. Not quite 50, but come on. It's just as good today as it was back in 1974. All right, so... Uh, wanted to, to mention this perfectly logical situation where um, somebody contacted us. I haven't talked to them yet, but they're looking at, hey, you know what? I I'm going to imagine because they told me where their old house was in this email that they probably have a two-story home. And as they're looking forward to retirement, they probably don't want to have to have a two, you know, their master sure. bedroom upstairs. And so they want to buy a probably a mid-century ranch and and then remodel it to their liking and so their idea was hey we want to borrow the maximum on the new home purchase so that we preserve our cash to pay for the remodeling mm -hmm. and so the maximum we could lend them is 95 percent of the purchase price and uh and then you know not occupy this new house until after the remodeling is done and then they would sell their existing home and they'd want to pay down the balance on the new mortgage. So it's a very workable plan. Yeah. What's the uh, question mark that went off in my brain yeah. above my, in my cartoon morning? Well, uh, remodels take time. Mm -hmm. And in order to declare the next house as your primary residence, the mortgage rule book states you must occupy within 60 calendar days of closing. And 
If they can show me the 60-day remodel company, I would like to call those people. Yeah, yeah. You've done that. It took a little longer. That's yeah. paragraph six of the uniform mortgage which is the security instrument. Yep. And it reads, borrower must occupy, establish, and use the property as borrower's principal residence within 60 days after execution of this security instrument and continue to occupy the property as borrower's principal residence for at least one year after the date of occupancy. Now, here's an interesting phrase. And, and this buyer happens to be a, an attorney. The next phrase says, unless lender otherwise agrees in writing which consent will not be unreasonably withheld. Hmm. So luckily we've got a few different places where we can put a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. Yeah. And so I'm going to talk to those Fannie Freddie, because this is a Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac requirement of the 60-day occupancy. So, so I'm going to see if we can get written approval for an exception to the 60-day occupancy rule for this totally makes sense yeah. scenario. I, what are two other ways we could uh, solve this puzzle, David? Do you put you on well, the spot here? If they, if they, if we can't get the property declared as their primary because they won't be living there within the time frame, it's yep. not the end of the world. It's that it then gets it falls into the third or other bucket. Bucket one, primary. Bucket two, second home. Bucket three, non-owner occupied sometimes called rentals. But at that point, then they have to put 15, 15% down, which I think... Time out. To, practically speaking, they need to put 25% down. Okay. I mean, just... It, yes. it, it's really not feasible to do it with 15%, 15 down. But right. which, yeah, which you got to totally put 25% spoils. down. Yeah. If you either go second home or maybe we, what's, maybe we can find a portfolio, one of our portfolio lenders... But then it's either going to be an adjustable rate mortgage or a 15-year fixed. The other true thing is like, in good faith, do they really have, they really can't live in the house as it gets, you know, redone? You know, you can't move it the whole, well, you know, because we don't even know what the house is yet. What if you start in one place and you can move in? Then legitimately we can say this will be your primary residence. You know, that's that's a conversation we're going to have with a couple of our Fannie Mae seller servicers. Yeah. Because I've done this before. I was thinking back to a particular scenario for a friend of mine that we did a couple years ago where they were exactly the same circumstances. Um, and I don't remember if I did it as a second home because they had another property uh, downtown. Oh. And so I might have. And it was on a lake. So oh. I think at that time, there was no difference in pricing between second home financing and primary residences. So I just said, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll call it a second residence. It's on a lake. Also, just buy a $700,000 house that's nice enough to move into without having to do a giant remodel. Like, those are out there. You, you know, I, again, I haven't even had a conversation with these people. This is just all based on an email this morning. So, but, but I think important, they're not trying to flip. It's not like they're going to buy this place, correct. put money into it, flip it, sell it, and carry on with They They want to live there. That's that's what they're saying. I think most yeah. agents would say, let me try to find you an 800 If you're willing to spend that much money, let me try to find you a place that will not require this gigundous project that you're describing. But, but maybe there's something specific that they want to have that that, you know, they've seen on House or Pinterest, you know, which I'm now familiar with, by the way. Wow. <laughs> I've been on Pinterest lately. And, and, uh, and, you know, maybe there's something specific that they want to do. You know, so again, it, it shall all be revealed. It's a perfectly plausible scenario. It's just that no 
normal human being in their right mind would think that there's even a question about I'm whether there's there. Right. Right. This question of occupancy. And uh, so we'll let you know how that turns out. All right. The lessons from today's show are mortgage rates are great. Hey, don't forget about our super special first time home buyer program for people with incomes up to $127,000 for three person households, 5.5% with an APR as low as 5.75. That's with no points. That's all the time we have for today's show. You've been listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255-368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands.